Good morning, Good and morning. welcome to your Daily Game Face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon, and it is Wednesday, the 20th of May. Oh my gosh. I know, right? 20th of May. Memorial Day. I feel like it's I haven't Memorial even... Memorial Day is coming up. I don't know what happened to March, April. <laughs> Wee! Right through. I feel yeah. like I'm going to be in August in any second. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It was right? just, well, March and April were wiped out, so... I know. Yeah. And welcome, Lou... My lovely producer, <laughs> as I always like to say. Um, how are you? I'm all right. That's good. We're coming into Memorial Day. Yeah. How weird is that? Everyone's gearing up for their barbecues. Cause, what barbecues? Well, Can't have a people barbecue. are talking about them. People <laughs> are talking about their socially distant barbecues that they're going to have. on. We were just talking about the social media drive on uh, all the different yeah. outlets and what people are saying. And My next door neighbor is putting together a uh, wedding. Oh. On their property. Wow. Kind of interesting. Yeah. How big is that going to be? I don't know. Well, you're going to find out because yeah. you're going to be there. <laughs> I mean, right I, next door. I don't care. God bless them. Yeah. I, I told them, look, you need the house, you need the yard, anything, I'll help you out. So well, I've seen more and more in the past couple of weeks, like on the weekends, people getting together, but, you know, sitting out around yeah. big circles with, you know, all their stuff. Uh, yeah, that's so. for the photo. Huh? That's for the photo. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody spread out. I, <laughs> So we can post this on Facebook without I getting... I know, case, right? Yeah, without so, getting I have the seen pitchforks more and, more. and tortures. Yeah. People are getting, you know, more frustrated and defiant. And therefore, you know, that yep. I, I know that there's been lots of talk. I can see it all over all the different social media pieces that yeah. people are going to do that. So we'll see how this weekend goes. It's going to be a beautiful weekend here. The in big thing now is one-way one -way sidewalks. <laughs> Did you hear that? Is that really true? Oh, there's a town that's doing it. They painted oh. yellow arrows on there, and uh, my hometown, uh, there's I'd a movement be, in the groups, too. I'm always going to be in trouble. I'm always going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I find myself halfway down the grocery aisle, and I know I'm in the wrong I'm. I'm like, oh, well, I'm here. No. Or what happens is somebody else is going the wrong way, and you got to check yourself. Yeah, it's like, just, oh, wait a second, am I wrong? Am I, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I thought today we, we would talk about, you know, all the things that we were talking about before. But I also thought that great topic coming into um, people's maybe end of some of their frustration because some things are opening. The phase one of phase one is opening. Yeah. Um, that people are, are trying to find their purpose and, and their why. And I was asked this weekend uh, by some people I was talking to, um, doing my Zooming and stuff, of what is your why me, to me? They asked me, yeah. like, why, why? And I had I realized I have a couple different whys. Why do I do things? You know, what is it driving me? What is it purposefully making in my life? And Because I, I live really like that. I don't think I did, you know, 25 years ago, but now I live very much purposefully mm -hmm. that I'm um, with the intention every day of living a certain way or why I do things. And no day is ever perfect, but I certainly have a why. Are we and talking the obvious? What? Are we talking the obvious or are we trying to know. get what a little the higher? Obvious? The obvious is I have bills to pay. <laughs> well, so, so, so that may be your why is it just to live like that. But I think of the why is like kind of your grander purpose. So there's a, I'm going to probably mess this word up, but there's a, a word to describe, you know, the purpose of life. And it's, I think it's called Ikiji. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I will look it up to make sure I'm right yeah. on that for next week in case someone calls me on it. <laughs> um, but it's a I K I G I Ikiji. Yeah. And, um, and it's really finding your purpose on a broader sense of why do you do the things that you do? Why do you work to pay your bills? What does that do for you? Yeah. Um, or so it's not about a goal. It's more about when you wake up today, what do you, what is your aim? And so my aim is like 
the show is I'm trying to help people give back to people, make people's lives better. So that's part of my why. You know, I have a yep. couple different whys because I do a couple different things, but they all kind of go to the same places. You know, your your whys that you have usually build resilience in yourself. They build your integrity. They give you a sense of purpose. They give you something to get up in the morning for. Um, and they're bigger than goals because yep. they're just an overall sense of self. Mm-hmm. And And I don't think when I talk to a lot of people in my practice and then just kind of in the world around me, uh, when I've been traveling or anything like that, people don't necessarily have the why. Yeah. So the why is a, a self-awareness piece that, you know, people usually set a short-term goal or I want to make a million dollars in five years. And the why is why, why do you want to do that? What does that do for you? And people don't ask that question. Why? Well, the problem is the problem there is, and it's people live life, the, I used to describe this whole relationship as I have to keep two hands on it at all times. Yeah. So I can't do anything else. Right. Life is kind of that way for a lot of people. They right. feel like they have to keep two hands on paying the bills, keep, right. keeping everything running right. to s- contemplate a, a larger why. Right. And and so that's why I think it's so important to realize that, and there it is with my hands again. Now I'm <laughs> self-conscious about this. No. It's, <laughs> um, it's expressive. It's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll explain later to everybody. But yeah. anyway, so the so the goal that someone's doing is different than the why. Yeah. But they're connected. Yeah. So people will say, I have a goal. I have, you know, a goal to make sure I can pay all my bills and make sure I have, you know, $500 or $200 or five cents to rub together at the end of the month. That's a goal. But what is the purpose? Like at the end of the day, so when you're 65 years old or you're 70 years old, you decide that you're going to retire or whatever it is. I often see people at that age range and they, they retire and then six months in, they're like, now what do I do? Yeah. Because they don't have that sense of purpose. The purpose was go to work, pay the bills, go to work, pay the bills, go to work, pay the bills. And then at the end of the day, their identity was work and bills. Yeah. As opposed to what really is your purpose? Why were you doing that? You were providing happiness, a roof over someone's head. You were giving someone an, a, a better life. You were yeah. doing other things. So people... Um, you know, and when I started my career, you know, 25 years in, in actual doing hospital work that long ago, that was one of the things that when I worked with geriatric patients, um, I would find over and over again is that their depression and their sadness and their, their lack of their daily game face kind of thing came from, they didn't have a why. Yeah. Their why was working. Their why was taking care of their children, their grandchildren. And then when they were aging and aging and aging. Well, how many people have you known that after they retired, they just declined yes fast. And, and you knew people you knew people before they retired yes. don't, don't retire right you, you got to keep going right and they yeah. and they because they don't know right they don't have the identity and in, in the piece of themselves that they really should have identified forever ago i've been working with a client for the better part of 20 years right now and he retired a few years ago and we started talking about the why and how his purpose needed to be there when he retired because yep. he was so active and he had so much stuff going on but he didn't have a hobby mm-hmm he was, it was travel through work, work and travel, like everything was together and that was his person. Yeah. But then when you retire and all that stuff goes away, then what do you do? And so we start working really early on and thank God we put stuff into place because I think given his history of his, his family having depression and anxiety and his own self, I think he would not have done as successfully as he's been doing because we put a whole bunch of things into place and tried a lot of things. And he was willing. I mean, people have to be willing and wanting to do that because they believe in the fact that when I tell them, hey, you're going to retire and you're going to struggle, 
within six months to a year, people usually decline physically, yep. mentally, um, and then either, you know, tap out, die. I mean, there's other, yep. you know, it goes that way because people lose their sense of self right. and what's their purpose. And when you ask them, they feel like there's nothing left to do. So therefore they give up. It's so, so sad. So what are some examples of this? Because I was just thinking my secondary purpose doesn't work either here. Okay. Uh, what has been recently, like when I started doing the work four or five years ago, five or six years ago, yeah. and coming here, the goal for me was always just peace. Right. And it was about, uh, I'm a ruminator. Right. My mind's going all the time. So just calming that down, being able to handle that well, uh, letting go of stuff that isn't real, threats that are not real. Right. Just that controlling, right. controlling my angst. So, okay, so there's a go that's a goal. Yeah. So what? So I would ask you, if you were in my office, what, so what's your purpose? Why do you yeah. want to have peace? Because peace would be the closest thing there to your, your actual uh, sense of self. Mm -hmm. You want to have peace, so that would be your main goal, but it's also a sense of purpose. Yeah. I strive every day to do something to make myself peaceful. So how do you do that? And that would be your why. How do I do that? You're getting out there to say, okay, I make people happy. I try to not threat generate so that I don't maybe impact other people in a bad way or a negative way. I try to be logical so that I'm centered and peaceful. So your why becomes really about how do you get to the peaceful stage? Yeah. So I, I mean, when you talk about why with people, um, most people do successful why with giving back to people. And it doesn't mean you're giving something to someone. It's about, can you be kind today? And as cliche and as cheesy as that sounds, there's a lot of people that do not do that. And, and you know, why do you do what you do? You go to work. Is your day to go to work to be miserable or is your day to go to work so that you can provide for yourself and other people and be happy about it, even if yeah. it's a bad thing? You know, so that so that would be one example. I mean, that's usually the one of the prime examples of of why you have a why. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of your life? Is it to be happy or miserable? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so the goals that the, I don't think anyone thinks the purpose of their life is to be miserable. No, but Th they, they live think, it like they're miserable. Yeah. So the purpose then is that they are miserable because they don't think about how to well, they don't think about happiness. They don't think about anything other than here's the pattern. I get up in the morning, I go to work, I do whatever, I come back, I watch TV, I take a shower, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then they don't think about, well, in there, how did you impact your day? Who did you impact? Um, were your communications uh, mindful? I have my class that I teach um, in the spring do an exercise for a whole week on mindfulness of monitoring their actual ability to impact another person, every single person they contact with, whether or not it's verbal, nonverbal, what they say, what they don't say, how they, you know, physically interact, being mindful of all their sensory pieces so that they can see are they living with a sense of purpose or are they just kind of going through the motions and just impacting people and their environment sort of willy-nilly? Yep. And usually I get the majority of my class loves the experiment because it really centers them onto why do I live and say the things I do? Do I say things authentically that are true to me and give me my integrity or do I just kind of go with the flow and wing it? <laughs> you know, because yeah. most people will tell me like, oh, before I would have just winged it and now they're saying, wow that makes a difference. You know, I want to change this or it gives a sense of purpose. Like, oh, I actually can make a difference in someone's life. I mean, um, I've been in a couple examples and you and I've talked about this in the past eight weeks where people sort of are, are vying for anger and they want to have a fight with you or they want to have, yeah. 
I think I talked about, you know, going for a hike and, and somebody really wanted to fight at the end because he felt that we were in the space that he didn't want us to be in because we were coming from Massachusetts and we were on a Massachusetts side of a mountain and they were on the New Hampshire side and it was a big thing. And, and he really wanted to have the verbal war and the swearing and all that stuff. And, and myself and my husband just, we were just trying to be understanding, you know, our why was, even though we hadn't talked about it, it was our why is why, why get involved in a fight when we can understand, be compassionate. It's not worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. I also don't want to get shot yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> by anybody on any side. Yeah. But it's it's about really being mindful of that. And people don't do that. It's so easy to engage the fight. And you and I were talking right before we went on of people online or people posting yeah. things to, to be provocative, to get the, the blood going and how easy it is to go into the fight versus... You know, I think for you and myself, I we are okay with being able to step back from it and be like, uh huh, and watch it. Mostly, yeah. mostly, right? Or, <laughs> I still get or when you do sometimes. engage, yeah. it's so hard because it's text, and I think that I watch people get really enraged, and I use that term correctly. I think that they get enraged off of reading, interpreting the voice of the of the words, yeah. and and then running with that. Um, I had an example yesterday of someone that had posted up something in a forum and uh they're very angry and very hostile and attacking this other person so dr kim comes in and i did my dr kim brain to kind of say you know why why be angry what is that going to resolve resolving anger doesn't resolve anything anger doesn't move it anger doesn't you know whatever and i did this very centered what i considered centered and it's not cheesy and all flowery it was just hey you know kind of pull it together and they love that right (laughs) <laughs> oh, and I got oh, I got I got fired back at like sure. anger. Anger promotes change, and and you could I you know I can't I don't know the person, but oh, I could hear because it was you know my response and yeah. his response, and and my response back was, "Thank you for your insight. I found it very interesting." And then he cheers me with a glass of champagne like <laughs> emoji. He won. Right, but I was like, but that was his interpretation. That's right. not what you said. That was his interpretation. Right, and and you know, and I meant you know, thanks for it because it wasn't purposeful to engage, but it was also his interpretation was that he felt yep. like I had validated his point, yep. and that's fine. If but it gave me a happy moment. Yep. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, is like I didn't. It was sort of proving my point to him that by not engaging in the anger, see, it de-escalated. I don't know if he got that. I'm imagining he didn't just by the responses no, I've watched. Not. But no. that's the thing is like, there's there's part of my why. Why bring people to a heightened level when it's not necessary? And people are always looking for a fight these days, I have found, yeah. is that not necessarily people that are in my practice right now because they've been working with me, but you know, people yeah. on the outside and social media is is they don't have a why. So their why is let's go online and... Let's stir the pot. Let's get everyone revved up. Let's fight. They're transferring anger. Oh, yeah. Projecting out all over the place of their own issues, of their, you know, they're locked down, they're frustrated, they're they're stuck, they feel trapped, Um, all those reasons. So they're frustrated, they're trapped. You went the wrong way down an aisle (laughs) at Market Basket, so we're going to unload on you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 And then you, and I have found myself, and at least in the past two weeks, several times saying, why? Yeah. Why? Why be upset? And people look at you like in the grocery store. The grocery store is always the place. It's because just... they can't be mad at the pandemic. They can't be mad at the government. No one's listening. 
so mm-hmm. they can just take it out on somebody. Right. And by the way, Facebook and the forums and the groups gives you gives you a little podium. Gives right. You, gives you a stance. Exactly. And 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 I think that when people do get out, if they haven't been, you know, there's certain, you know, it's the continuum. I I see people that um, aren't leaving at all yep. their homes, which is not good, by the way. Right. Um, you know, if you talk to any of the medical doctors, not just me, they will say, no matter what, you need to get out of your home. You need to get yep. out and get sun every day if it's out there. You can't sit inside and be afraid. Um, but you get these, you get people um, that that are so much all over the place on this continuum. You get them out in public, and now it's oh, they haven't had interaction. So the first thing is whatever's coming from them you don't know yeah you have no idea and so so one of my uh there was this interesting dynamic on the street yesterday for the first time this good weather season since the spring yeah i took a walk on the streets of Newburyport, which i used to do all the time every day and you know now they live on the island usually walk out there but i'm gonna no i'm gonna walk my i'm gonna walk my route i'm gonna walk in the streets and the dynamic was interesting when you meet reading somebody on the on the sidewalk when you're meeting them you're gonna go across you have to decide What's going on with them? You know, I yep. carry a mask. I wasn't wearing it, but I carried it. And if someone's, they pull their mask up or something, we, I got to stay on the same side. I'll put a mask on. Fine. You know, why bother? Help me. Right. 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 But that's that was an interesting little game of cards right. on the street the whole time. And half the time, if I could cross the street, I'd cross the street. Just give right. them some room. Yeah. Right, because because you're you're just I know because I know that you don't feel as worried about it, so I know. But you're being respectful, which is great. Yeah. And and their people aren't, you yeah. know. And that's but I think more people are being respectful. But you have the one or two that are in the mix that are wanting to, you know, they lose the sense of, or maybe they never had a sense of purpose of like yeah. being kind, compassionate, nice, and has sort of been like the theme of the past few weeks for me is you know. Everybody I talk to is like, did you do something kind today? Especially if they're angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what did you do that was happy today? I wonder if this sense of purpose though sometimes comes in being angry, being the oh, advocate, yeah. being the yeah, being the outspoken one and shaming everybody into you know wearing a mask. Yeah, or doing I don't whatever think most people would say that their sense of purpose is that, but I think that is driving a lot of it because if someone had to admit that, yeah, it makes them look. Well, I'm helping out people by making sure, you right, know, people don't contaminate everybody exactly it was interesting in the street the thing i found and this is total speculation but i'm a bit of a reader right you know it seemed like everybody was in exactly the same boat it's like i'm not i'm only wearing this because i don't want to bother you yes and so when you get that look and you get a little shake of the head and you know it's like i don't care and then they don't care and then you know you just go on yeah well and i have found because as i said last week on the show that you know, I have asthma, so mm-hmm. I am very reluctant, you know, only when I'm with people specifically that I'll put it on. And like, as soon as I'm away from people, I take it right off because you get that, you know, that look. Um, yeah. So I, I've been, you know, you can read it in people. They're like, okay. Or I'm just like, it's really okay. It's yeah. not a big deal. But you have the few people that, are, you know, yeah. they're they're in your lane and they've got something to say, but they're not saying it anymore with their mouth necessarily they're doing it with their eyes through their mask of the judgment and yeah. and i have you know again calmly saying i have an asthmatic condition i have a hard time with the mask so i'm gonna stay away from you yeah and people have been pretty good about it i mean i do wear it in the grocery store and stuff like that but i've been just trying not to be in places where i have to wear it because it makes me have more allergies and it makes it worse for me yeah. um my theory my theory is being a member of the media yeah for so long my theory on this is it's the 80 20 rule yeah 
we're hearing from the 20 percent and it's 10 yes. percent who are radical on one side or the other right we hear about them the there's a the vast majority of us the 80 percent of us are in the middle yes i would say so it, it's like you know i'm just trying to i'm just trying to get through without a fight here exactly exactly yeah. i don't yeah. want the fight i don't want to have that and 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 but i think that when i'm not you, really buying into this but i don't want to fight anybody but if you go back to like, even if you do like a temporary why, you know, you find your purpose of the current time mm -hmm. and it makes it easier to kind of go with the flow of these things and be, and that's what I was going to say before when you, you know, it's the confirmation bias in a way yeah. is that we're all confirming each other's bias by being um, justifi justifying our behavior by saying, well, I'm doing it for you. Cause you see all those posts up on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else that say, you know, please do it. And if not for you, do it for someone else. Okay, because that's being kind, that's being yep. compassionate. And, you know, if that works, great, because that's, you know, a, a polite, courteous, loving thing to do, and it makes people feel comfortable, and, and, and why not? Yeah. Um, so I think, that, I think that's a bigger piece of that going on, and that people are finding that, you know, temporary why to fit the time currently. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that will stay, <laughs> because I don't know how long people are. I mean, there's, as you know, there's cultures that wear masks all the time that this isn't new for yeah. some of the cultures that right. you know overseas that this is what they've always done so for us it's such a a big deal because it's it's constricting it's confining it you know yeah. all the, the meaning it makes to people but if you give yourself a sense of why you're doing it um you know i was i was talking to someone this morning early on my run saying that there's you know such an importance of uh making sure that you you understand why you're doing it yeah. and it's not just because of someone else. You're actually realizing that, Hey, you stay, we, we didn't stay inside for eight weeks to, um, not get the virus. You can get the virus no matter what we stayed inside to make sure that we slowed it down enough so that it doesn't overwhelm the, the system essentially. But as everything opens back up, we're still going to be exposed and people think, yeah. you know, it's that mindset that we talked about, you know, eight weeks ago when we first did the show on it about, you know, people think it's equivalent to virus equals death. So, yeah. so staying away from everyone equals it's not here anymore. Therefore we can go yeah. out. Uh, oh, we've got Mayor Walsh who's, you know, we've got a We've got to do the uh, quarantine and lock in place because we don't want people to get infected. And then mm -hmm. last week, it's like, we got to keep the lockdown going because not enough people are infected. Right. And it's like, okay. Right. But my daughter and I had a discussion. She was asking me about Disney, about the policy with Disney. Yes. And what was happening was Disney put a mask policy. And I have policy, been following that policy because right? I have lots of clients doing yeah. that. And uh, what she was asking about is people calling for a boycott. Yeah. And I said, well, I wouldn't call for a boycott. But by the same token... I'm not going to Disney, keeping a mask on for eight hours, keeping a mask on my seven-year-old for eight hours. You know, I'm just not doing that. That's right. It's not the experience I want there. Right. But that's my choice. That's right. What, you know, that's what I want to do. Right. And I said, listen, I don't, I don't feel I need to wear a mask. I don't think it's effective. But by the same token, if I'm going in market basket for half an hour, right. I'll put the thing on. Exactly. Because why and not? It makes people feel comfortable. I can do it for half an hour. Right. And and that's and that's and that's a different thing. You and like you just said, it's it's a change in your experience. You know, if you're going to Disney, I mean, I'm following this a lot because I was just saying that a couple of clients are going in the summer and things yeah. like that. And um and there were Imagine some family in members in Florida in the summer trying to keep I a know, mask on I for know. eight hours. Well, it was cheaper, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it is. But, um, but yeah. they so you know they did open partially over this weekend. And to my understanding, it's like 30% capacity. You must wear a mask. 
you know, as it gets hotter, I can't even imagine wearing that yeah. mask in those in in a line, even at thirty percent capacity. You know, they put all the six feet yeah. lines out on the whole thing. It's one way, one you know, and around the, and that's hard because and keeping it on your six year old so all over the place. Keeping the mask on your six year old for all yeah. that time. Yeah, well, so there was so. Don't quote me on this because yep. I'm not sure the right age, but there was a certain point where the age limit I think it was three, but I'm not was, sure. Was yeah. if you were under a certain age, there was no requirement. And it may have been three. Yeah. I'm thinking it was five. Maybe. But because of that. But, I mean, first of all, your three-year-old isn't going to remember anyway. And your, fi- <laughs> your five-year-old is going to be screaming four seconds in. So yeah. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, so... Uh, but I, do, I think that Universal Studios over the weekend in, in Orlando had opened a little bit more than Disney. Disney was a little, But Disney Springs, you know, what used to be that Treasure Island where yep. they had all the – that's all the restaurants and stuff. They are all doing outdoor dining yep. and everything's spread apart. And, and, and yeah. so they, they're not doing – inside, you, you go out and you sit on – they've made provisions to sit everything outside and stuff like that. So yeah. if that's the experience you want, I mean, I'm sure by the time July, August hits when it's scalding hot outside – but I'm, the difference between staying in your lane and not staying in your lane is calling for a boycott. Right, hey, right. Listen, you don't want to go, don't go. I understand. But but you know it's so that would keeping on the theme of of the why that's a per, that's people's why. Some people are you know their why is to boycott. Their why is to cause this thing yep. or to tre- create you know the opposite side or the you know whether it's on one side or the other. Yeah. It's it's to do that. I'm an activist. What? I'm an activist. Yeah. That's my purpose. Right. Yeah. And so therefore, if the person's identifying as the activist, they may not know that's their why, but that is their why. And they're out there doing that. Yeah. Um, but they may not realize like the end result is really in the consequences of that and all that, that they're they're really creating an impact on someone. You know, why having a why and a purpose in life creates impact on other people. And so are you willing to take the responsibility, the accountability and all the pieces that go with that to to hold on to that. And many people do, but many people don't. So right. if they're out there boycotting, what does that mean at the end of the day for them? Like how does how is that benefiting? That's a you know question I ask clients. Is at the end of the day, how is this thing that you're doing going to change you or someone else? Yeah. Is it going to be is someone going to die at the end of the day? Or is it going to be hurtful to someone? Is it going to be making someone's life better? And and I just don't think people um, in my experience in psychology, people don't stop and think about that enough. It's impulse first, instant yep. gratification. You know, go with the go with the emotion first. Don't think. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, 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 that sort of changes things. So, you know, try to encouraging people that you know find your why. Make sure that it's it's going to impact someone in a healthy way. That doesn't mean you have to you know not say an opinion that's opposite, but. Be mindful of how it lands on someone. Yeah. Be mindful of how it's going to, you know, have the spider web effect and and what that's going to do. Because you have, like, my comment to the guy on on the the page. That com, I could have gone right with him and gone back and forth, and it would have been. But the consequence of me just saying what I said to lay it flat, he felt calmer, yeah. and that was the point. Is is not to. And I still actually got my point across, and people all posted, oh, yeah. like, you know, people got it. I, You know, obviously, I was being sarcastic. Everybody saw that, yes. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Yep. But it was in a way that you, you could have gone either way on it. And 
and I wasn't being mean. I was just kind of being like, oh, wow, that's quite something because it was to the point that he was being more angry and it wasn't getting anywhere and right. clearly wasn't going to resolve anything. But people immediately got it and like, oh, that was a great way of doing that because after that, lots of people started changing the way that they were writing. Yeah. And it's just about, you know, sort of the example of you could attack or you could just be neutral and say, hey, really, do you really want to, is this worth, is this worth, my dad always would say this, is it worth dying on the bridge today? Dying on the bridge? Yeah, dying mm -hmm. on the bridge. Is it worth dying on the bridge for? Yeah, it's dying on the hill. Yep. <clears throat> I'm not going to die he on that hill bridge. today. For whatever yeah. reason, yeah. he uses the bridge as the yeah. example, but yeah, is it worth dying on the bridge today? And he'd say, don't, you know, don't, don't die on the bridge for this one. And, you know, and it's true because how many, how many fights a day, especially in this stuff that we're all talking about in your why, like, how many fights a day are there really worthwhile? Yeah. Really? Like, are you wanting to go to bed tonight, like, all angst-ridden that something didn't resolve out because that person didn't get your point or they were in your lane, literally, yep. in the grocery store and, and all that? It's like, really? So, you know, it, and it's and it's so, I was going to say before that um, one of my best friends, who's probably the most docile, innocuous, yeah. easygoing. She's just like, you know, she would never raise her voice. She would never say anything like nasty. And she was, she, and she's super polite. She'd be the one that stands like out of the way for 75 people, even though she was at the front of the line because, you know, she just would. Yeah. And that's how she is. And that's a whole different issue. But yeah. nonetheless, so she was in the grocery store last week and she, and this woman and she were in line to get the grocery cart so my friend apparently stood out of the side just to get out of her way and the lady interpreted it from her own point of view whatever was going on in her life that day with yep. this why are you in my way and started attacking her and for whatever reason my friend finally got the up to say <laughs> I was giving you room and I was yep. being nice and you know and so it really rocked her to her core that she's a nice person and this person was putting it on yeah. her that somehow she was infringing when all she was doing was actually giving her the space. And, you know, and it's sort of like when you get that piece of integrity slammed on yourself because your why is to be nice and polite and, and this person's clearly upset about life in general. And, yeah. and she's like, and so it came down to, she, she said to my friend that um, she was cutting she was cutting in line. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep, cutting. Yep. And so, you know, my friend's almost 50, and she said, are we at elementary school? <laughs> no cuts, no cuts, no coconut <laughs> butts or whatever that was. <laughs> you're, you're cu we're cutting. So it, it was It was very... Well, that was, was, for her, that was, um, for your friend, Yeah. that was an attack on self, though. Uh, yes. Right? That's, yeah. Because she self-identifies as, as being kind and, and, you know, giving giving wherever she can. Right. And that was... that perception was being threatened exactly and her and her why her purpose of yeah. you know she's always this very giving person and here's this person coming at her with completely you know it's the cognitive dissonance piece is that piece of conflicting information that here i believe this thing about myself and someone's telling me i'm not like that yep. but i'm not even doing anything and so how do i resolve it out so she she lost it a little bit <laughs> And I said, "Good for you! Good for, you her. Yeah, exactly. good for you! You finally it. jumped on it." And I feel you, exactly and she, the same way. She yeah. came home and she was like, "Oh my God! You wouldn't believe what happened!" And <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny to see it because it really challenged her sense of purpose in life. That you know, she tries to be kind, and she'd be the first person to look at someone and say, "Why? Why are you doing that?" And she has that little head, yep. head tilt. I'm like, 
are you really going to need to be upset about that? And that's kind of that same piece. Is... So purpose, though, that strikes me to be kind to people. Yeah. Strikes me, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my own psychology. But uh, that strikes me as vague. That to be kind? Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't well, I... seem to rise to a purpose to me. Okay, so... It's like we all try to be kind where we can. No. No? Well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't have that experience that everyone tries to be kind. Yeah. So I think I think that the definition of kind is going to be interpreted to what you yeah. feel. But, you know, sort of, I think in context of current, um, kind being non-provocative, not engaging in a fight, right. um, being courteous, polite, um, not rude, more patient. Uh, so if you keep it contextual to now, I think in general, kindness is, you know, if we went back to you know, the normal, yeah. right, um, it would be a, similar, but it would have some other meaning to it. But I think that the fact that right now, kindness or the pur- if your purpose is to, is to make someone else have a better life today, that would be to not engage in something that's provocative and rude and disrespectful and all the things that, you know, would offset because everyone's, everyone's got their stuff and everyone's whatever they're, you know, that is, but not everybody does that. And, and just like you just said, lots of people think that, oh, well, everyone's really, you know, mostly kind, but that's not true. People come out ready for fights. In the context of this though, that kind of, that puts me at cross purposes at times. Okay. For example, if I want to be kind to you, I want to give you the ability to get the hell out of your house mm-hmm. for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that means uh, whether that means presenting a position that that helps you think about it a little bit more or something. Sometimes kind is proactive. It's like, yes, you know, yes. Or, it, you know, people thinking we should shut down the state till December. It's like, no, that's not being kind. Right. And maybe you should take a look at it this way. Right. Yeah. And well, but offering up like that, like offering up an alternative thought or giving something that has some logic, reason, realistic things to it, that's that's being kind. Yeah. It's the it's the engaging of not on social media, but people do. They'll be like, did you hear what it's do you hear what it said? You can't hear something yeah. written, but you know, it's the tone, it's the, it's the hostility, it's the feeling that gets created about the emotional, uh, mental stimulation or the over arousal of the body that gets yeah. stimulated over a word or misuse of word or something like that. Like when you just said that, that's calm, that's kind. It's just being like, well, here's an alternative to think about. Yeah. Kind of like when I responded to the guy of like, well, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting, inter- thank you for your insight. You're being kind because you have a choice to then blast the person or give them like, how could you think that? And that's ridiculous. And, and, but what does that get you? It doesn't keep you in line with who you are because it's all that does is spin you up and then you reel on it because it's coming back. It, It just perpetuates this, you know, if you're thinking of yourself as the person engaging, it just comes back on you. I'm one of these people who about 40% of the time will put, seven or eight minutes into a reply and then don't send it and and after you've typed it out right yep. you do delete 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 right yep so i do that too it's like why i'm not gonna die on this hill today you're right you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna die on the bridge or the hill yeah and but if you notice and this is actually a psychological piece that's actually neurological and we can see this in in mris and other studies that we've done and and people just reporting you know qualitative research is that when you write out the the, the the verbal diarrhea the response yes 
the response yeah. or the verbal diarrhea, as yeah. it were, yeah. right? I prefer response, but okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I have to make it visual. I understand. Okay. Well, when you do that, it's it's the purge is gone. Now you don't need because when you go back and you read through it, you're like, huh? Yeah. Because you you realize usually, and I I would imagine you have this experience. You're like, I'm not going to waste this. Yeah. It's not worth it, but I've got it out. So there's a relief in the brain. There's a, you know, because when you're all revved up and you're typing, 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 and ah, bah, 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 your brain is o- overly stimulated in some of the neuroreceptors that are, are controlling for your emotional range, you know, serotonin, dopamine, all those things. And when you write it out and you get it out through the words and then you reread it and maybe you read it out loud, all of a sudden there's a relief in those because it's, it's been dissipated neurologically to calm the body so it's now yeah. regulating the body back into an emotional that allows you to delete and then you walk away yeah so that's why writing writing is such a great tool for release of things when you know if you if so we'll go back to if your why and your purpose is to be a good person to other people yet you're about to lash out at someone because you're emotionally reactive but you pull it back it keeps you in line with the actual why that you have is like, I, I don't need to do that. Like what at the end of the day is that going to help me? Because it's just going to fire me up. I mean, let alone another person, but it's going to fire me up because now I've engaged the response that I'm having in my body to go at someone. It's, it's fight or flight. Everything, everything in life. Yeah. Everything in life is psychologically fight or flight. Right. We're either we're either fleeing, and it's not always a bad thing, or we're fighting, and it not, doesn't mean punching. Yeah. You know, verbally, oh, it just an means equation. we're fighting for what we need. Or there's an equation of this is just not worth it. Right. Or I know what's going to come from this. There's going to be a response, and I'm going to have to respond. And I'm going to have to respond, and in the end, I'm not moving any. I'm not moving this person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you end up dying on the bridge. Yep. Yeah. Or the, exactly. hi- or the hill, rolling, yep. tumbling fast down the hill. <laughs> right. And and I think that and. The writing technique, you know, whether it's journaling or just typing it out, you have that experience of the relief. But it's good to do that because usually people, in my experience, will type it out and delete. Yeah. They don't usually – because if you look at, you know, just take the anecdotal evidence that we have on a daily basis, you see some people write out stuff that are consistent. They're always going to – they're the ones always are writing that stuff. Yeah. But by and large, people don't do that. And that's not because they're just being nice. It's because they're doing that process of they're either thinking it through, they're containing it, they're keeping it within reason. They're trying to make it so the point is made without being hurtful, mean, um, boundary crossing, violating of someone's whatever range. Because their purpose or their why is to get their point across. And once you go to anger, and this was part of my thing, you know, once you go to anger, once you go to hostility, you lose your credibility. And people don't necessarily think about that because that's the consequence for you as a self after the fact is that you your continued fight brings more loss of credibility because more and more people drop away from you looking at you going why back to why why are you doing that what is it getting you what is the purpose of this so it all links back together that at the end of the time you're you're just doing a self-harm yeah because now you're losing, the more you fight, the more you spew the, the angry things or the terrible thoughts or the hateful things. Yeah, what's going on in your life that you have 20 minutes to put this thesis together? Right. Right? Right. Or yeah. that you have an hour to keep responding to people because yeah. you don't like what they're saying instead of just being, oh, thank you for the insight. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> right? I'm taking the point, the best policy for me right now is I would put together what I hope is a concise and well-thought response. Yeah. Why I think you're wrong. And then just walk away. Right. No more. I've said my piece. It's 
going to land the way it's going to land. Exactly. Either you're into it or you're not into it. Right. And and I think that when you come from that space, because you had a why of just putting out like a thought, mm-hmm. you're, I mean, I would imagine, and maybe you could say this, is, is you weren't there, you weren't putting it out to hurt anybody. You weren't there to fire anybody up. You were just landing out a commentary and just to have it there as an idea, a thought, a, an alternative way of thinking of something. Yeah. So, but if you come with a, you know, generated purpose to like fire things up, yeah, it's totally different. And so I've, I mean, I've seen what you, what you post out and yeah. it's, it's not offensive. So it's, you know, people could take it that way if they're so far on one side or the other to be disagreeing, but the wording makes a difference because well, your why is imagine like when yeah. you do that, right? Like what's your why of that? Why do you do it? Why to, do you post up things like to, to, to get the counter argument out? Right. Yeah. And is it to fire people up to be angry or is it to hurt somebody or is it just no. to get the conversation going? It's it's to put that there's an alternative thought out. Right. Right. Don't, so it's, don't it's, just accept this. As, so it's for a good purpose to say, hey, there's other ways of looking at this. Plus I'm Belichickian sometimes, though. Yeah. One of my favorite Bill things, do business as business is being done. So yeah. I, I, I fall into that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't be uh, you can't be expansive. People don't read long posts. No, and just try to get your point across, and you know. No, and and that's and so. And that's all you can do. Getting engaging in a back and forth argument for three days is not going to do anything to, for anybody. No, no, and and I watch people do that. Yeah, and that's and so that goes back to the thing of like, what's your purpose today? Do you really have the purpose in life to have to be doing Facebook posts or Instagram posts or whatever it is? Or Twitter all I, day long. But we talked about this. I do have, a, there is a sense of purpose of this for me, though, because, and I've said it in the past, and maybe it's an excuse. Yeah. But listen, I got to leave my kids a world, yeah. right? So policy right. that I disagree with, I've got, I feel like I have to stand up and, and at least voice the, the other side of the, the other side of the opinion. And so there's the why. For there's... example, what's happening here with COVID, I'm leaving an economy for my kids. My right. kids, kids are 25 and 21. Right. They've got to deal with this for the next 10 years of their lives. And so there, so there's the, there's an excellent why. So mm-hmm. you bring to the table, you know, you may have five different whys for why you do things in your life, but there's a great why for you is that you are mindful and purposefully um, with intention going out in your day to make sure that you're doing things to leave the economy or leave some way of having the economy in a way that you would think that will change things to have good things for your kids. Yeah. Um, and that, and that will, you know I mean? A year ago, you were probably doing the same thing, but just in a different way. It's matching the context of the time. Right. And so that's, you know, people often are struggle with the why, because they think I have to have this one big why that's one why, of, of your day, and that gives you mindfulness and intent of the day. You wake up in the morning and go, you may not think about it actively, but for people that don't think of it actively, wake up in the morning and think, what is my why today? Yep. Is my why to make sure I leave the world a better place for my kids? Great why. Mm-hmm. That's such a great why. And it builds, yeah. that's your integrity that speaks to you as a resilient person, integrity of a person. Um, it gives you, you're taking care of a global or a bigger community issue, and at the end of the day, it comes back to making your life better yeah, because you feel good about it the way that you do it, you know, and that doesn't mean people have to agree or disagree. It's just a matter of how you do it because you're living with intention. It was funny. I was communicating with a friend's wife, uh, my serious broadcast partner actually lives in Peoria and he's young. He's just turned 30 
and she was putting together these birthday messages for him. So she contacted me to see if I'd videotape this birthday message for yeah. him. And her and I get into a conversation because we don't agree politically in a lot of things. And go and he goes, she goes, I know he doesn't always agree with you politically, but he respects you very much. And I say, hey, listen. I'm just trying to keep a better world for my kids. He's got three young kids, yeah. all preschool. I, was, I know what that's. I know that's what he's doing too, and I got all kinds of respect for that. Yeah. You know, we'll, you know, we'll work out the differences in the opinion, but right. I know, I know what his purpose is. Not everybody has that type of purpose, but when somebody does have, have that type of purpose, you can respect that. Well, and so that's that's such a good point because the purpose that you're talking about there and knowing that particular type of purpose is you know where the person's coming from. Right. You know that, you know, not only can you say that you know the purpose, but you know the intention. The intention isn't to throw the grenade out and walk away. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference between, you know, when I talk about, you know, find your purpose, find your why, make sure you're making, you know, this mark. There's, you know, there's a dozen or so like in the work I do on this particular issue, there's like a dozen things that you can do with your why and you know I'm, I'm just speaking about a couple of them today but that right there is you're talking to this person that you know has a differing opinion but you know where they're coming from and you know right. that they share ideas they have an ideology that they're willing to share they might not change but they're willing to give respect get respect and it not become a thing mm -hmm. there's kindness yeah there's the there's the together versus you know, what I'm speaking to today is for people that are struggling with their why is, you know, I, I got up this morning, I'm going to go out and throw a couple of grenades and walk away and see how that <laughs> lands. And, you know, and, and I know that when I'm talking to you, not you, but I'm talking to you, this is going to be, I'm definitely going to make sure that I spin it up because I have things to get off my chest and I know you don't agree with me. And, yep. and that's, you know, the, they have a why. Yeah. But the it goes back to the why is gonna get you. It makes you it makes you physically ill. It gives people more you know, people die younger with that kind of yeah. lifestyle and thought process. You know, they they're more prone to cardiac issues, they're more prone to diabetes, they're more prone to blood, you know, disorders. Like it drops your immune system living like that. Yeah. You know, so imagine, yeah. So living in context of like just take the past five months. Here you are living like you do or I do where we're trying to do those integrity building pieces um, versus someone that's out there throwing the grenades. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more prone to just getting sick, having more stress-related illnesses, having gastrointestinal issues, all the things that come with higher stress because they're emotionally dysregulating all the time because their purpose is to get And, you know, when I, when I stated my goal was peace, yeah. It's because I've discovered that difference. Yes. The difference living on uh, the living living in fight or flight. Yes. Living with that little drip of adrenaline all the time right. and having times when you can set it and it doesn't mean you're peaceful all the time. I'm not a monk. Right. But but there's your goal your goal is to aim towards having peace. Yeah. But and I mean, and for me all that means is a couple hours at the end of the night, even a couple of times a week. I just need some time when you can just set it all down. Right. Just to crank it down a little bit. Exactly. And so, so, and, and so people talk to me, you get something at 11 o'clock at night about this COVID article or uh, that movie was stupid. It's like, why are we dealing with this right now? Well, you know? but, and, and that's where you set good boundaries for yourself. I mean, all the things that we've been talking about all these weeks, you know, in these months is setting good boundaries for yourself and turning, you know, turning off the news at a certain hour or turning off your feed so that you don't yeah. see that stuff so that you can shut your mind down and you can go into the intentional space of living. Um, your best life by being at peace. If that's your why, I want to be at peace. So that means at 10 o'clock at night, 
I'm not revving up and and being upset or yeah. getting you know my body working. And that's and that that's going back to what I was saying is that people in general always do this, but now even more, I think that the body gets, you know, I keep doing the center thing is that, you know, the vagal nerve in the body goes from brain to stomach. It's emotionally regulated. It's constantly talking to brain to stomach and all of our parts. So by doing peace and going for peace, you're settling that vagal nerve so that you can be more logical, more ease, more able to do your why, whatever it is, because you're being more rational, realistic, and reasonable. (laughs) The three R's that I I've talked about many times is be rational, be reasonable, realistic. It will regulate that vagal nerve so that you're not throwing the grenades or getting thrown at because you're running amok with no awareness. Running amok. Yeah. (laughs) Running amok. I can just see you running amok. In the past, I ran amok quite a bit. I I imagine. One of the biggest benefits is you can just sleep. (laughs) It's one of the biggest benefits is you can have a decent night's sleep, which, which many people can't do, which I couldn't do for a long time. Right. And it, again, when I'm not, I'm not chanting a mantra, and I'm not a Buddhist monk, but you got to have a couple hours during the week where you're yeah. at peace, right? Yeah, I, it, it'll be there tomorrow. Let's, yeah. And that's so hard for people to to really do that because I have a, I have a couple of clients that I talk about that particular issue. My one of my first questions to them every week is, "What did you do for yourself this week between the last time you talked to me and now?" Mm-hmm. And the answer is typically nothing. Yeah. They're working and they get frustrated when I ask the question, not at me, but at the fact that it's a reminder that I asked you to just take 10 minutes to go outside, yeah. take take a couple extra seconds to do. And it's always the reason or the excuse of, well, my, you know, my child is young and so I have to be there. And when my, you know, my spouse goes off to do this, I have to do that. And it's like, and I keep saying, but it, there's 10 minutes. There's it's back 10. to baby steps, right? Yes. Y- your child's running amok. <laughs> amok. There's the I'll, word of the day. I'll, amok, amok, Pull amok. that one back. Again, you can have a cup of tea. Yes. Right? And it, see, everyone looks at the, they, they have to have the end picture, like I said, a few hours of peace or at the end of the night have some peace. So you don't get there day one. Right. You get there by, for half an hour, I'm not going to think about this. Right. Or for an hour, I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to read this magazine article, or I'm going to have a cup of tea, or I'm going to go sit outside. Right. You know, just... Do those. Well, do the baby steps. So, so to that point, I, I don't know how much actual TV you watch, but I think that the the Calm app. Have you? Do you know what the Calm app is? I think so. But so I, there's yeah. an a, like an app that's called Calm, hence <laughs> Calm app. Um, but it's you know you can you can it's set for people to have like better sleep and it's all kinds of meditation with music or rainfall or whatever yep. you know noises and whatever. But they capitalize in this amazing way that I try to tell people like my client and what you're just talking about on tv now they're running 15 second and 30 second slots of oh, it I just think pops I've seen up them, yep. on the tv and it will have a little countdown clock and they do it on the app too and it'll be like the rain and and it's a pretty f- picture it'll say just take 30 seconds to do nothing yeah and every time it comes on i'm like oh i'm gonna do that and i close yep. my eyes yeah. and if people actually took it, you know, if they're actually paying attention, they do it. Yep. That's that sometimes shifts the whole body. I mean, when I do it, it changes things. Yeah. Physiologically, and people don't realize that, you know, it's not just a commercial. It's actually a I, and I didn't see them before this time, the past 10 weeks or whatever. Yep. I wasn't seeing those, and now they're perfectly placed throughout the day on television yep. channels to say take and, and it don't it doesn't speak. You have to read it and you hear it and and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, so hopefully people are being mindful to do that because that's 
the small little version of what I'm asking people yep. to do when they haven't done is, hey, you need to be able to go outside. I'm, I'm pushing outside because people need air. Yeah. People need sun and air, and right. and it's medically proven that we need to have that in this time. You have to go outside one because you need the sun, but also you have yeah. to go outside because it changes your brain, it changes the way you feel, it changes and, uh, all things. And the you plague need a break is not going to jump inside. you. The plague is not going to jump you if you no. go outside and take a ten minute but people walk. People believe that. I know that people do. believe that the wind blows. Yep, and it's coming at you. And I'm sorry, but it's it's not going to do that. And I'm sure that there'll be people out there that will say that because you've heard some people and some doctors say that when the wind well, blows or the or the beach spray comes off and, you know, uh, great. But I also know that there's plenty of people out there saying that's not true. If you want to so, look, you can find some scientists who tell right. you the earth is flat. Absol absolutely. And by the way, I did get that article about I wouldn't an epidemiologist saying I wouldn't go near the beach for a million dollars. Yes. It's like the ocean sneezing. And it's right. spreading. To, it's come on, <laughs> right? And then they've had millions of other, you know, not millions, but they've had several other very reputable articles come out, and other people talking on TV about like the beaches are not doing that. The problem with the beach is sitting too close to each other, yeah. or or standing downwind from someone sneezing, or yeah. things like that. Um, because they did that that threw people into a panic when you when we saw that article about yeah. you know the beaches the beaches sneezing um, at you and and uh, you know down in uh, Florida and along the coastlines they've opened up a lot of the beaches and you know some of them are saying it's not a big deal in that way the biggest problem is too close together yeah. and people just not respecting the space and too much of this time you know together but it's it is about that that worry about going out. You know, getting outside for yep. 10 minutes and taking that mindful break to be able to say, taking time for myself so I can find why, why am I doing my day today? So I don't feel frustrated that it keeps repeating, 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 you know, it's sort of like, yeah. um, people that, you know, you think of people who are in nursing homes by and large before they weren't getting out anyway. And so now everyone's sort of in that same boat, you know, has been, it's, it's finding like, how do people in nursing homes that live there for a decade, how do they find their peace? How did they find, you know, not everybody's happy all right. the time, but there's ways to find peace because you structure it in, you find your, oh, it's highly structured. Your, yeah. And the activity put, things right. in, in most and of these nursing homes. There's activity yeah. because it keeps the brain going. And so that's it. But you know, people have their, pity parties and feeling down about it and everything's bad and the world Plus, is terrible a, to me. That has a nice cycle, those activity things, because I used to do a show with a woman who ran a nursing home in uh, in Salem. And it's like those activities, people get a sense of purpose out of that. It's like, okay, well, we're having a, we're having a dessert day today. Right. People make a dessert or they come in. You know, it's just like that's their purpose. That's what I'm doing today. Right. And that and that's so as, as simple as that is, and it, it yeah. kind of comes full circle, that is – that's what I'm saying about your why of the day. Mm -hmm. You have a purpose of your day. You live it with an intent. It doesn't have to be the the five-year plan. It's about what am I going to do today? You know, uh, today I'm going to paint something. Or today I'm going to work for two hours and then I'm going to do something for myself and then work. It's about adding that little piece in because people do structurally function and do it well. It's just that when it's been thrown on you and you're not used to doing it and you have yeah. to find a purpose, now it changes things. Kind of like the guy that went into retirement. You have to all of a sudden start planning for that. Yeah. Because the purpose of your day with intention is, is your intention today to go for a run? Um, is your intention today to make sure that you sit at your desk all day and work and have nothing else to do? Really? Because I think that most people I've talked to, that's not their intention, but that's what they do. Yeah. And but, then at the end of the day, yeah. I said, what would you do for yourself? And they're like, I didn't have time. And when people tell me they don't have time, especially right now, 
I give that look of, yeah, you do have time because one, you're at home. I mean, yep. mo- you're at home. There's nothing wrong with you getting up and taking a 10 minute break yep. and doing something else, but not transferring from your chair to another chair <laughs> to another <laughs> chair. I used to be, I used to be a fireman. It's like, I would get up and just say, okay, what's, what's happening today? And there was no plan. There was no, um, th- th- no purpose as, as in the context of the discussion today. It's just like, I'm just going to take whatever, I'm going to stand on this hill and whatever yeah. comes at me, I'm going to take care of. Right. And it's like, that's, you got to get away from that. Well, because then Even you're always, so in the, in the hill context or the bridge context, yeah. you're, then in that case, you're, you're like many people who stand on the top of the hill waiting with an armor, waiting to die. I might die today. I don't know if I will, but I'm going to stand at the top yeah. of this hill and I'm going to right. sh- make sure it doesn't all come at me. But, you know, I could die. And something just small to having something that you, and this is why we get, and everyone's rolling their eyes and they, they think it's all incense and everything, but you get these little to-do lists and you check things off. Small things. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get this done today. Yeah. And it's part of your day. It's 10 seconds of part of the day. But that's something that a lot of people would just let go for weeks and weeks and weeks because yes. they never put that emphasis on it to say, I'm going to do that today. Well, and I find that, so there's a, there's, a, there's a scenario there about need versus want. People put their, what they want to do in front of what they need to do. So that needless goes down the line. So their purpose, their purpose of, you know, gets caught up in the need that never gets done because they procrastinate because right. there's a psychological piece to that usually of, you know, perfectionism. And if I don't, you know, I'll do all the things I want to do because that thing I, if I got to put effort and I yeah. got to do other stuff and that takes too long and I'll do it tomorrow. And, yep. but it's also a way of avoiding psychologically the fact that, yeah, you got to do it. And then, and when people do it and, and occasionally I do, I'm not a procrastinator as much, but occasionally when I've put something off a little bit and as soon as I do it, I'm always like, Oh my God, it took me two seconds. Why didn't I just yep. do that yesterday? But it's that feeling of, uh, it's just that burden and it's just self-imposed. It's a yep. prison that you put on yourself that keeps you away from your purpose of your day. Cause at the end of the day, how many times have you not finished the thing that you really needed to do and you go to bed and you're like, I, mm. it's in front of me again. And now I got to do it tomorrow. Yeah. So instead of it just being like, I'm just going to get it done. I'm just so that I don't wake up with, okay, my purpose today is to do the thing I needed to do. Yeah. Which I'm likely to put off till tomorrow. <laughs> and that's living with both hands on life. Right. Where you can't do anything else because right. you're just constantly scrambling. Right. Uh, to, to get through what you need to get through. And it's like you can waste years doing that. Yeah. I have a client that we've been working on that for years that they, like, they consistently keep both hands on life. And it keeps them so stuck because they can, they, they can, but they cannot really get themselves to move forward because there's always a blockade of right. why they can't do it. Yep. And of course my response to can't is there is no can't and can't <laughs> means you're not willing to try. And my thing about trying is there is no try. There's only do. Yeah. <laughs> and which of course to this particular client, she just usually looks at me like, really? Yeah. Yep. So I'm no, like, yep. right. Cause can't is not existent. Try means nothing. Until you see it, do. it's tough to, it's tough to envision. And this is the ba- we've been talking about conflict with people. And the basic conflict with people, is it not, is that you don't see their perspective. Right. And you don't see through their filters. You don't see where their attention is focused. Right. So given the same situation, the person standing next to you is getting an entirely different experience. Exactly. And you're getting and that, so that, and to that point, that's one of the things I teach about in my classes. Like that your friend the, with that woman in the line. 
on perception. Two entirely different Totally different. You could, yep. You're standing at the same exact moment. We are sitting in this room having the same exact experience, but we will report it differently. Yep. We might share some of the th- same things, but at the end of the day, you might say, that was a terrible show. Or I might say, that's a... It's just how you're emotionally regulating in that moment of how something lands yep. on you. I mean, how many times have you been in something and someone says something and it kind of strikes you terribly but everyone else is like oh, i didn't even hear that yeah it's just a matter of your perception and your perception is built off of your reality that you've learned all through all of your experiences coming up through that gives you that reality manager of yep what that means in life you know like the the guy who read my post you yep. know i meant it innocuous but it really did have a sarcastic thing to it but he doesn't know me so he nope. had no way of knowing. so it felt in his favor which i meant it for it to do to, yeah. to, so it had lots of pieces he to it. He found the narrative he could work with. Right. And, and, and I put it out there yeah. so that he could have that because I knew it was like a psychological experiment. Yeah. I sort yeah. of knew that it was going to land okay. And it did. And if it didn't, then who knows. But but yeah. it's that piece of perception of your purpose is going to be really based on your perception of how things are going to go and how you respond and how you're emotionally regulating. Mm-hmm. Um and that's and that's super important because if you're emotionally dysregulated and by that you know I'm just saying you're just sort of all over you're running amok. Yeah. I had to say it one more time. <laughs> you're running amok in your head and you're emotionally dysregulated. It's so difficult to live life calm and at peace right. and 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 it's so much easier to really focus on not threat generating and not going into what do I need to do 15 days from now and why isn't this working? It's about why not be present. Today it doesn't mean you don't plan for the future. It just means why not be present. Your friend in the line there, she was dealing with that woman, and that yeah. woman's uh, reaction came from some of her experiences and perceptions exactly. and focuses. Right. Right. Yeah. And your per- your friend. She clearly had issues with being cut in her life and not being joking there. She yeah. had, she didn't like having someone cut her in line. That's unfair. It's a socially unjust thing. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever okay. led up to that. Yeah. Yes. That's. But whatever led up to that day and that moment and where she was emotionally. When that happened, your friend can't control that, but right. she can control. She can control the way it lands for her. Right. She can control her her right. filters and her perspective. Right. So, you know, right. And that's and, what people need to be a little bit better at. And and that's and that's you know to the point of what you're saying, but also like so here's the woman. I'm going to speculate psychologically, predicting that she had some issues with being cut in line yes you know as a, as a metaphor and literally yeah. and then my friend comes from a place where she's always kind generous goes over the top courteous never would the worst thing in the world would have her, her be told that she's not right and then the two clash yeah ah! yep. <laughs> and they don't know that it's going to clash but there it is and it's yeah so it's you know you could go into the day with all the good sense and purpose in the world yeah. but you got everybody's perceptions coming into play and they and, and they if definitely... your if your friend had shrugged yeah. And moved and gone home, how would her life have been different? Right. She, she just would have missed that that anger in that period of time when right. she was worked up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I think it was good that she engaged on that one because yeah. it was an opportunity for her to actually practice her assertiveness of like, not, <laughs> of not taking it, you know, because yeah. it was, it was a, it was an, inappro- from the story, it was inappropriate the way that the woman was behaving. Yeah. So she called it. So. And selfless and selfish are not zero sum. Yeah. There's there's room in between. Yes. Yeah, right? there's always that that the color of the rainbow in between, not the gray. Gray's too ambiguous, but it's just like there's always different alternatives. Right. So, 
Contact information? Yeah, contact information. So uh, kim.landon at yahoo.com. You can always call me at 781-608-0047. Or you can go to gamefaceconsulting.com to reach me. and uh, Or you can always be on the show here and, That's right. and reach me. So you guys all have a great week. Find your why. Find your purpose and live with intention every day. And I'll see you next week.